Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 172. And to kick things off, we talk a little bit about of a realization that we have in regards to recording. We also talk about my stylish sweatshirt and just one's personal brand and way of expressing themselves and if that really translates to other people and how they perceive style. We also talk a little bit about just setbacks, what it means to be human, and just things that you can do overall to just be mentally strong and pick yourself up. So with that being said, episode number 172 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. I think this is uh, the first episode in a long time where we're recording and the sun is already down. You're right. Actually, I I I had thought about that. <laughs> You're so right. Do you have any windows where you are? I have like a vague window off to the side, but no, nothing, nothing that could directly. I normally stay isolated in my my uh, uh, chamber until until it comes time to like do a podcast like this. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, you can see the windows that are in uh, in my apartment. But I just realized it's like, oh, shit, it's dark outside, and I think I might actually have to turn the lights on because usually there's enough light coming in through the window. I never have this light on in my apartment. Never. It's rare. I usually just have the kitchen light on because I like to have a softer, more amber ambiance. But I just have this on when I'm, I'm doing something in particular, for example, this podcast. But I was like, shit, it's... When was the last time we recorded in the evening? It's been a while. It's been a while. I was hoping that um, the lighting would be good enough where you can see my awesome sweatshirt that I'm wearing. Uh, not not well, no. What? Are you serious? I can't. I, I see. Design. It's so uh, cool. It's got patches what, on the elbows. What is that? It's a sweatshirt. You, how how can you not see it? Your window is it, you. Well, do I need to explain Zoom to you? Okay, so the person. Who's, <laughs> so, for example, for me, my window is probably about easily. Mm, I would say maybe one twentieth the size of the window that I see you on. So you should be able okay. to see this sweatshirt, no problem. How can you not I, see well, it? Well, I, I can't. I, no, no. I see I see it. I don't know what it is, though. Oh, I, that's I can't, not the point. It just looks cool. It's nothing. It's just pattern. Oh. It's just this crazy. It's just this crazy design. <laughs> here, here we're getting into a confrontation before the podcast even starts. And no, no, I can't see. Uh, I can see the I can see the sweatshirt. I just can't see what it means or what the oh like there's a lot of dots I, I see so many it dots it doesn't need I to see so mean many anything dots. it's just a cool trippy looking sweatshirt all right fine all right let's talk about your let's talk about your <laughs> wardrobe black t-shirt too many late nights what does this what i don't understand what does this mean what does this significant i don't uh, 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 that's me mocking you <laughs> in case you didn't, in case you didn't know Bro, bro, don't go there. Trust me. I, uh, I could tell you straight up. This is, uh, uh, by the way, so explaining reasons for wearing the attire that we do, too many late nights, is from 
the uh, uh, there was some comedy thing going on with like Stephen Colbert and uh, Seth Meyers and Jimmy Kimmel and all that stuff that they had like a, a fundraiser for some sort of organization and my parents as a I have Christmas present birthday present something like that bought that for me and so I know what I wear I know what it means but if you're just gonna wear a, a shirt with dots I mean it doesn't uh, have I, dots I don't... it's got more than that it's... what what's the what's the what's the deeper meaning tell me enlighten me there's no meaning it just looks cool. It's all about meaning. That's that's where I come from, right? Is that there's got to be some subcontext. All right, fine. You know what I when I wear this, I keep showing you the patches. It says, it says I'm cool. It says I'm easygoing. It says I'm not. It says I'm not afraid to uh, take hallucinogens. It says I'm. <laughs> it says I'm uh, free flowing, right? It just looks cool, dude. It looks super trippy. That's why I like it a lot. All right. And I got commented on it yesterday in, at this one place I was at. This uh, person was like, hey, really cool sweatshirt. And we started talking for a little bit. But, yeah, the conversation starter, you know. Cool. So. I, I, have, I have no, I have no uh, qualms with that. Just uh, don't ask me if I'm if I know what I'm looking at <laughs> when, when it's just a bunch of dots. I mean, yeah. No, totally stylish. I I completely agree. It's very stylish. I guess. <laughs> How is police to priest? What's the four one one on that? It's going good. We we did our first. Uh first time like screen sharing we weren't sure how that was going to work out um so yeah no i mean it's honestly to be to be totally honest it is not getting the traction that uh i have experienced in other youtube channels over the course of my life (laughs) which is i I mean, mean you've been only doing this for what for how long four or five weeks the I other say, YouTube channel was at least two years. Right, yeah. I mean, basically, it, it ranges around six weeks, maybe-ish, six-ish weeks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 am, I am kind of disappointed the fact that the, the engagement in the Facebook group that we had for uh for those of you who don't know we've been doing the like church services and different um interactive forums on facebook for the longest time and now we're transitioning to youtube and we're not seeing the same results and i don't i mean but are these you're it, comparing this to the last YouTube channel? Like, for example, the the amount of time that you've put into this police to priest YouTube, you're comparing that to the previous one, because everything is its own journey, you know. To be totally honest, I haven't put shit time into the YouTube channel. Well, there you go. Uh, it's yeah. It 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 is not. Bro, but let me let me. Okay, get this right. So first of all, I was watching some YouTube videos today, and I know. I haven't made any, but I've seen you make them, and I know the effort that gets put into making them. And it's like, dude, I, like, holy cow, my hat off to the people who make very engaging YouTube videos, right? But you got to put in the time. Dude, I've been putting the time into my Instagram, and it shows, bro. 
and I'm spending at least two or three hours a day just on Instagram over the course of the day. And bro, there's traction and it shows and it's and it's cool because like little by little you get a little bit more and a little bit more. And there's some days where it's like, whoa, like I got a ton of engagement today. And there's other days where it's like, what the fuck? I didn't get anything. And you're putting in the same amount of time and effort every day, but there's ebbs and flows. But it's cool because Instagram, just like YouTube, is something that you can measure with with data. It can be quantified, right? You know, it's super easy to measure. And so, yeah, you see the numbers and it's like, okay, well, even though some days it sucks and some days it's really awesome, the overall uh, numbers and the information through Insight is showing that what I'm doing is working. And even though I feel like I'm on my phone all day and this sucks, the results do come even if it's not immediate. So, and and I think I'm actually kind of, curious to hear your your feedback as somebody who's getting traction on social media for me it's been one of those things where i i've said this i can't count the number of times that i abhor social media i i cannot stand social media don't post a really anything um unless it's for an organization and for me i latch on to those things and for me like success comes from the benefit of the community that I'm trying to like build up. So in the past it was what it was the, the drywall doctor. It was straight up. It was, uh, you know, the race to 100 race to 100. All these different things were part of a, a communal experience. And I was like, Oh yes, I'm so excited. Yes, this is great. It's growing. And then something threw a wrench in it, um, for various different reasons. And so now I'm, I don't know, man. I, I think I might just be tired of uh, the the failure of having to deal with throwing my lot in and, in, you know, putting all the effort and energy into trying to create something new and building it up just to have it fail again. I don't know. I, I mean, there's this, there's this um, tension that I have where... How much energy am I going to expend on trying to build up something where, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And here we are once again. And I don't know. I, I think I, I think I'm I'm burning down when it comes to the amount of, of energy and effort that I would be willing to try and do the same thing that I did for the, the efforts that we had with the VNR media stuff. <laughs> okay. But okay. Two things. First, you're defining it as success or failure too early. It's not even been a, com- it's, it has not even been a quarter of a year, right? But the and then, of time okay, that, that was a rhetorical in. question. That was a okay, rhetorical question. Fine, I don't need an fine, answer. Fine, fine. And then the second thing, all those other things that you described, the drywall doctor, race to one hundred, the, the whatever else, like those things served a purpose, and then they fell apart because one of which was completely out of your control. But in each of, each of those things resulted in some amount of success it just it just faded away it's not like it never gained any traction or it was never 
it, it never served a purpose. Like it just, it was on its trajectory. It was going up. It was going up, and then for whatever reason, it just it it ceased to exist because it no longer served a the, the it no longer served a purpose in the grand picture. Right, and the the counter that I have is that. I put all of, when it comes to, like, investing in a project, and I don't know if you've been this way, too, where you kind of give your heart and soul into the the process and, you know, hope for the best, right? You, you, you give everything, and when the end result is either uh, just a total flop, like, straight up, or lawsuits, like, in other instances, is it... I just, I, I don't know, man, like the, is it worth it? Is it worth it to try and build something when the amount of, I don't know, I, or maybe you're being tested. How bad do you want it? Right. YouTube, anybody, any successful person, it can be a entrepreneur. It can be a singer. It can be whoever right and then most of the time you see they're about ready to quit or they're questioning or whatever the case is and then success is right around quote unquote success is right around the corner i just think you're being tested you're like oh i'm tired of this and that and that and this but maybe this is the thing that takes off or maybe it's not but what other choice what are you what else are you going to do because you said you love doing editing in youtube and like engaging and building a community around this stuff so what else are you going to do yeah i mean ministry is obviously something at the forefront of my (laughs) of my mind but when it comes down to it i i agree you know it i feel as though god i mean as a religious person god is going to kind of provide a path which is which is fine and i know sometimes the paths are rocky and hard and not the easiest journeys to walk which is fine but when i experience failure over and over again in certain instances i become reluctant to accept the possibility and to put in i mean dude like in our in our past in our past experiences and doing the media even even doing the drywall doctor stuff i mean all that all that took basically the equivalent that was all my free time i was working two jobs when i was doing both of those to do stuff like that and now i'm i'm working both a ministry job and uh helping my mom with her her uh, architecture firm and so i i think to myself how much more of myself am i willing to give to try and make this work when i don't you know when history has kind of shown to be one of those things where I I don't know I I just don't know I don't know some 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 things have succeeded and I've been stripped of those uh, rewards and then other times things have just flopped on their back and I realize okay I have something to learn from that and build of it but I don't know it's a it's a journey that uh, (sighs) is ongoing I think you're focusing too much on the results because it goes back to just doing it because you enjoy doing it without any expectation as to what happens. Obviously, you hope for the best. You want it to be a a popular channel and something that you can 
take a financial profit from, but if it ends up sucking and you're just driving yourself nuts, then you need to rethink how you do it or find a different venture, just like we did with Straight Up. It started as one thing, and then it kind of turned into something else, and we realized like that entire time we deviated from the original plan that existed for about five seconds before we jumped on the YouTube thing. And it was cool and everything, but it served its purpose, right? But it, it stopped becoming fun. And, like, there, obviously, if you're pursuing something that you're passionate about, yes, there are moments where you don't want to do it, but you should still possess the overall mentality that, yes, this will work out, and this is a journey, Right. And I I couldn't agree more. Uh, honestly, I, I think part of it, too, is the internal anxiety right now. I mean, for me, I, I mentioned this last episode where I, I, ha- I, I now have the car reservation and I'm planning on heading out to New Jersey in the midst of a pandemic. And my dad um, is heading down to he's in I think he's in Tennessee right now. Uh, going to visit my grandmother who's in the hospital so there's like a lot of a lot of like external stimuli that's kind of affecting me right now where I'm scared for my dad I'm scared for myself I'm scared for when I go out to New Jersey Joe I don't want to anything bad to happen and so I, I'm I'm having that mentality of just high anxiety and I I feel as though that is kind of um, influencing a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of what I feel like is on my mind, kind of unrestricted and unabridged. I just kind of need to express some of the the emotions that I'm feeling right now, which uh, I, I can't can't be confined um, to just what I'm saying right now. It's just it just comes out. So, so take in, a break. Ways. So come back to it and just don't tell yourself you're not going to do anything related to the police priest for like a week or two weeks or whatever. That's what I did with trading. I was like, dude, I need a fucking break from this. So I think I yeah. didn't do anything for at le- it was at least one. I think it was just one week. I think it was just one week. And then when I came back to it, I came back real slow and chill. Not like I got to do this. I got to do that. And it definitely helped to just completely disregard anything related to that for a whole you know seven to ten days (laughs) straight up straight up live therapy session right now i yeah no it's not it's not um police to priest it's not uh anything else it's just having to um i'm i'm supposed to do a wedding in like literally the day after my birthday and i am going to know what is it and it's coming up it's coming up a little over a week. Like we're we're nearing nine days oh, right nine? now. Okay, I was thinking it was whatever. Okay, go continue. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. So you're going. So grandma's in the hospital. Dad's going down to Tennessee to see grandma. You got to go to New Jersey. Pandemic, traveling on the road, all this other shit, and you got a bunch of as uh, what's I can't remember the character's name, but Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of Wall Street. You got a bunch of mustard shit you know a lot of decimal points da, 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 da. <laughs> that's what you got going on in your head <laughs> just a bit yeah it, it 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 is weird though i mean as somebody who who likes to think of themselves as kind of generally zen 
you know, especially after all the stuff that I've experienced. It's weird to be in a place where there's so much uncertainty and it was it was one of those things with the wedding that I'm doing, there's a hundred and 25 people who are going to be in an indoor venue for the wedding that I'm doing and I'm going out to the East Coast and I just I don't know I just I mean it, it seems so irresponsible reckless all that dude chill out dude just wear a mask you're gonna be fine I just bro you make it sound like if you go and even breathe air you're gonna die just wear a mask everything is cool you're bringing on all this anxiety on your own dude you want to like yeah. to like to a certain degree it's okay to be stressed out cuz it means that you care about something but I'm telling you from this vantage point from an objective point of view not as one who is looking at the self I'm telling you bro you're putting so much more weight on your shoulders than you need to Yeah I know and I'm sure when all is said and done it's going to be fine but yeah I just I don't know. I mean, it, it it is it is in my DNA to kind of over exaggerate, <laughs> like potential complications. Dude, that's okay. I'm gonna have to call bullshit on that. I, I respectfully call bullshit on that because okay. being worrisome, all of that is learned behavior. Okay. Whether it's from a particular uh, event in your life or a series of events. Or how you grew up, or the school that you went to, or your place of work, or whatever. All of that, like, it's in my DNA to over. Like, no, it's not. It's a learned behavior. And so, what? What, in your opinion, would be a good pastoral advice to somebody like myself? Give me, give me, give me a, give me a little, little sermon. Dude, you can first start by checking in with yourself every day before you even get the day going. Because I guarantee the moment you jump out of bed, the first thing you're thinking about is what the fuck you're going to do the day and how it's going to affect tomorrow and blah, 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 and all this crazy shit. Like, just take a moment, go outside in the gazebo, chill the fuck out for like 10 minutes, breathe in, breathe out, and whatever the breath is, close your eyes, listen to the birds, just chill out and just check in with yourself before you do anything else for the rest of the day. Can I say that what you just said gives me, like, a sense of peace and calm? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. No, that was great. That that was, um... I mean, think about it. You wake up, I mean, not you, but people, their alarm goes off, they wake up, shit, I gotta make breakfast, get the kids ready, go, I go, bum, 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 bum. It's like, dude, you're fucking throwing it into sixth gear before, like, even, like, you're skipping all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like, when we were, when I was working at the park district, dude, it, it's like when we would hop on the mower and it would be cold, but we'd still have to cut the grass because it'd be, like, November, and we just fucking get it done as soon as possible, and the mechanics are like, guys, you need to chill the fuck out. You need to, you need to turn on the machines let them just run on idle for five minutes and then get to work. You're going mm. zero to a hundred before you've mm. even left your room. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I know, I, I mean myself and I know a lot of people run on high octane, like life, right? Yeah, dude. E- everything is e- like zero to a hundred, like fucking every, every minute is the most intense minute that you're going to experience. So, yeah. I think who was it during a – this was like around 10 years ago when it was in the media that like 
Charlie Sheen was going off the rails, and I think yeah, he got yeah, yeah. he got fired from Two and a Half Men or whatever. Yeah. And during the interview, I th- I'm pretty sure it was him. I don't recall exactly, but I think during the interview he's like, "I got one speed, go!" Like <laughs> that's what you <laughs> yes, that's yes, what you're at right yes, now. Yes. I got one speed, yes. go! Like, dude, just let the engine run in idle. Let it run in neutral for ten minutes. Be aware. Yeah. Of the mo- present moment. You drink coffee, right? Yeah. So then what you do, you make yourself some coffee. You go outside in the gazebo on a cool, crisp morning. Even if it's 30 degrees, throw on a sweatshirt. And you sit there and you breathe. You check in with yourself for like five, ten minutes. Just sit there, closing your eyes, listening to the birds and shit. And then after that, just sit there, drink your coffee, and just really take in the aroma. Feel the warmth of the mug that is going through your hands. Listen to the birds. Take into what the air smells like, how it feels when it goes in your lungs. You spend so much time exerting energy on these on these outer, these exterior things of yourself that you don't even give yourself five minutes um, that you to yourself, like just ten minutes or. You know, I do 20 minutes in the morning, and I try and do 20 minutes again in the late, meditating TM and later in the day. But I always, at some point before the day gets started, you know, just give myself time to just like the football. You don't just run on the field; you warm up. You get in that mentality. You know. Yeah. The the irony too is that uh, with the the wedding ministry that I do, I always encourage people to do that exact same thing, and yet don't actually have kind of the place to do that myself and so i i tend to push that off and it kind of builds up as <laughs> you've been the recipient of of Dude, more than one i can't one tell you how many occasion. times i've tried to force a situation and then looking back it's like i fucking knew better like why did yeah. i do that i knew better and you just learn the same lesson or you don't the same thing happens to you until you learn the lesson and just taking a breath like being able to like um, open yourself up to things that people around you are saying, right? I mean, what you're saying to me right now actually has a has a profound effect, and I feel as though people who I talk to uh, in ministry kind of, you know, I, I encourage the same things, but at the same time, am am I am I being kind of hypocritical in not in not doing what it is that I'm encouraging them to do in those moments because it like literally what you just said right now i mean really it lowered my blood pressure i mean everything just kind of just went down just just a little bit right there's a little more peace there's a little more calm i think that's something we all need um and yeah to to be honest and earnest about that is is so important you know what you should do also is uh try some aromatherapy Get yourself some incense and burn some incense. Aromatherapy. No, and and burn yourself some incense as you're going to bed. And just chill out, take some deep breaths, listen to the incense. If you're in, when you're working during the day, maybe have a candle going, but the incense will go out, the incense will go out on its own. So you can fall asleep with it and have like a little uh, holder for it. 
No, it, it's, uh, it, it has been, yeah, I don't know. It, it's been a very, very stressful last, like, two weeks. I mean, first of all, trying to get a car to get to the East Coast. Wasn't sure how car rentals have gone. I mean, with my gambling addiction, I don't have a credit card. So I had to kind of find a way to, to make that work. I think we've made it work. But, uh, yeah, I, in addition to that, New Jersey, New York experiencing their highest rates and the area i'm going to is at like a 15 percent infection rate or a positive how do you know that's like, true rate how do you even know how do you know what the major news networks are telling you is true for anything not just for covid yeah. they say that they right. always tell half truths every major news network just tells you what you what needs to be heard in order to boost ratings and have something that's talked about. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, like I mentioned, I think in our last episode, two episodes ago, that I had joined a chaplaincy program and we've had a couple of meetings so far. You can discount the numbers and stats and stuff like that. But, bro, like, working in a chaplaincy program that values the the uh, currency of being a, a priest or a, a chaplain, whatever the case may be, um, man, they are, they are seeing these horrible, horrible things going on in the hospital because there's just not enough space. There's not enough room. It's real. What are these horrible like, things? People that are want- what are the horrible things? People... The people that want to see – people that are seeking counsel, like psychological uh, counsel, like people that want to speak to chaplains, they're over – or what? what is this exactly that you're speaking of? That doctors are seeking counsel from the chaplains as to who should live and who should die. Who, oh, who gotcha. are the who, okay, okay. Who, who are the ventilators going to, right? You're, you're going to take somebody off a ventilator? Is it going to increase the chance of somebody else living? And, like, fucking life and death things that are just brutal, truly brutal. They shouldn't exist, and yet it's real. Like, in the tri-state area out on the East Coast, yeah, it's it's straight up real, man. I, I don't know how it is out in, in California, stuff like that. Bro, being in this chaplaincy group, to see the pain of people who have to have to counsel the doctors themselves who have to pull the plug on other individuals it's real it's straight up real like you can't you can't deny the humanity of just what's going on in the moment i'm not saying it's not real i'm just saying Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, bro. You ever see Wizard of Oz? I just have a feeling that there is manipulation going on to some... what I, I don't know how, I don't know where, but I can feel it. I can feel it, Rex. Bro, there there always will be. I mean, that's that's part of the world that we live in right now, right? It's it's all about accumulating power, doing doing stuff to be able to solidify whatever position that you have. Uh, I don't. I don't know in what way that's taking place right now, but uh, something that I can't deny is the the brutal reality of a situation where, man, oh man, I mean, the pain and suffering that I'm hearing about right now is just 
Oh God, it's too much. When do you start to uh, when do you start to do some counseling on your own? Is this is everybody doing Zoom counseling, or do most most of these people are physically in the hospital because they live in New Jersey, or what? What's the dynamic of the uh, the chaplain program that you're involved in? Or are you like a junior member? You just sit on the sidelines and watch and take notes, or what exactly is the uh, What's the relationship well, like between you and the other members and the members in the community? It, it's more the latter right now. Right now. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Rick, I will you're say, so funny. I will, I will... <laughs> I will say, I mean, right now, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a certified chaplain. I'm still working on the credits to be, come a certified chaplain. And in which case I probably wouldn't be able to talk about any of this stuff, but <laughs> since I'm not at that point right now, it's more or less, uh, the, the groups that we have are talking, uh, to people who are actually engaging with patients and engaging with, uh, other people who, need spiritual care so i don't know it it's it's a it's an adventure but being part of a group that's in the resurgent epicenter of this whole pandemic right now new york the tri-state area new york new jersey um where the fuck else um <laughs> it's you can barely remember new jersey and everyone in that area new york city is the only thing that exists in Northeast America, kind of true. New Jersey. Kind of true. What's that? What's the? What are the other states? Oh, this is what? just. This is this, Delaware. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, we're in De Delaware. Delaware right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just I I don't even know if uh, we can publish what what we're uh, we're talking about right now. I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Illinois, what's that? Oh, that's oh, it's a state. Oh, that's where Chicago. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's where Chicago is. <laughs> yeah, man. It's weird, dude. I when people tell me like, oh yeah, I was in Illinois, blah, blah, I was like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. You were where? Oh, I was in. You know, we we were in Chicago. It's like okay, that makes more sense. But I I've had people tell me like, oh yeah, I've been to Illinois. It's like anyone from Illinois, quote unquote Illinois. If you're from the Chicagoland area, you never, ref ever refer to Illinois as Illinois. It doesn't even cross your mind. You just say Chicago or Chicagoland or the suburbs of Chicago. Because everything outside of the uh, Chicagoland area does not exist. When I when I went out to the East Coast, <laughs> dude, there, like, I, I got a much better reception saying I was from Chicago than I was from Illinois. Or, you know, suburbs in Illinois, people looked at me like I what are you talking about and no man yeah. suburbs of chicago instantly right there they were like yes right th uh, we know like we know where that is yeah <laughs> it's so weird even though we're from the it's so weird to yeah you'll only understand if you're from the chicagoland area and i'm sure people from the new york city metropolitan area understand too like new well I mean, New. I don't know. It's like the same thing. It's the, it's the same name, right, is the state. So maybe not. When you hear Illinois, it's like, wait, what? You know? It's like when you walk in 
it's like when you when when you walk in the house with groceries and the dog turns its head or something like that. Like there's a there's an alert. There's something that immediately grabs your attention when you say Illinois. It's like what? What? what, what? Well, now now that I think about it, uh, I actually think when people say that they're from New York, I assume like Manhattan, like the New York City area or whatever. But then they'll be like, "Oh, right. I'm from Albany" or something like that, which is like fuck to the north like way <laughs> far north it's like oh okay that's that's a different new york than new york city totally different new york if you're from anywhere that is not the five boroughs you need to say exactly where you are from because then if you're from new york and you're from one of the if you say i'm from new york i everyone is immediately assuming one of the five boroughs <laughs> i have to say right? props to you for knowing that there's five boroughs like amen yeah do that that's like yeah <laughs> it's just yeah no it, it it is wild it is wild and i i mean like dude people people come from southern illinois stuff like that i can't remember if there was ever an experience in new york where i had somebody from like southern illinois come to union or something like that but I know that I had talked to other people about there being civilization outside of Chicago and that people actually existed in the rest of Illinois and that it was a massive state that things, you know, things happened there and that our capital, in fact, was Springfield. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was uh, kind of a, a mindfuck for a lot of people. So I don't know. In all honesty, our state doesn't have anything else to offer other than Chicago. You can say you Springfield, the capital. You can say, you know, you went to go wherever the fuck the, who, what are the, the do the, the, what are the names of the, of the folks that ride horses and make their own butter and don't use electricity? Oh, the, um, uh, the, the Amish. <laughs> Amish. You can say like you went to some, uh, Amish thing, but like the city is where it's at. But when you have a state that has multiple cities with something to offer, like Texas or California, you don't think yeah. of you don't think the same as if you're from a place where it's like, wait, where? Oh, there's a state. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Has uh, the celebration from uh, what's, what's the, what's the vibe like in LA right now? I know around us where, Oh, that was only for like a day where everyone was like, I mean, everything, the vibe feels totally normal. Everything's like, kind of returned to whatever. To everything, quo. Yeah. It, it, it was only one day where it was just, you know, where the air was filled with joy and everyone was dancing um, in the streets. Just ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now it just feels like a normal no one's honking. No one's waving American flags. Every now and then you see some Biden-Harris gear, but not like that day. That day was just a parade. You know, dude, I I'm holding on to that moment of just watch. Like I've been I've been searching YouTube too for a moment like a a, a general compilation of uh, celebrations around the U.S. and around the world. Just. It gives me joy. I mean, it's it's just a it's a nice little thing to feel every once in a while where things seem to be yeah. not so great. So yeah, and we'll feel it all over again 
on inauguration. Oh, I, I, yeah, I hope so. I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, everything right now. I mean, dude, basically the president has kind of advocated his responsibility when it comes to the COVID right now. And so all the states are on their own. And so here I'm traveling across state borders and just, I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling the anxiety. The anxiety level for me is, is so high right now. And I'm trying to find a way just to breathe, like you said earlier, and I I don't I don't know. I mean, the uncertainty just kills I also me. forgot to ask the last time that you uh, did some exercise. That means that it hasn't happened it for a hasn't. long time, no. that pause. No. Exercise, no. meditation. No. No, I, I've done I've done my my ministry duties and stuff like that. I have not taken care of my body the way that I should have um, over the course of the past probably like three four weeks now. It's been it's been bad. All it's it been takes bad. is like twenty minutes. Just run for twenty or thirty minutes. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. That's all it takes is one hour a week. If you were to go running. All it takes is one hour from the time that you get dressed to go running, stretch, breathe a little bit, take a shower, like one hour a week. Yeah. And I I, I know for me and, and a lot of people too, right, it's uh, easier said than done. And yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I was feeling that way this week. I was feeling overwhelmed with all this crap I had to get done. And then uh, I didn't exercise on Monday, but I made sure I, I went to the park yesterday. And then today I went running, and I feel awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I'm trying to make my exercise days Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So what what motivates you? What uh, What gets you to, if you're not feeling it on a certain day, what pushes you to actually do physical activity. I don't want to be a fucking loser. <laughs> right? Honestly, like that's a real like 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 that's my legitimate answer. Okay. I don't want to be a fucking loser. I want to like I'm a I want to ball every day that I'm alive and it sucks cuz like yeah, I had day I've had days where it's like I'm totally unmotivated and I think it's okay to have a day where you just feel like shit and you don't get anything done and you feel lazy, but you don't want that to be consistent, right? You don't want that to become a regular thing where even once a week you have a day to feel like a piece of shit. Obviously, those days will come here and there, but also just knowing like it's a shift in mindset too. And it's – you can't – so also – you can't allow yourself to stop and think about it because the moment you give yourself a fra- – the, the moment you stop and think about it is the moment that it's not going to get done. Like if you know when you get home from work, I need to go on a run before it gets dark. What do you do? You get home. You maybe check your phone. Um, let me go do uh, – you lollygag. But if you – imagine if you get home – Boom, you change your clothes and you just get out the fucking door without even thinking about it, right? 
like I need to do a better job of getting out of bed. I get out of bed at like six or six thirty. I need to get about, I need to get out of bed earlier, and I wake up earlier sometimes. But because it's dark out, I'm like, oh, do I really want to wake? Get out of bed. It is pretty comfortable. Let me just sleep a little. You know, you just got to move from one thing to the next. And I I think I think this is kind of the the thing that I'm curious to bounce off you right because you know me right i can i can have kind of a a big ego sometimes uh to to say the least and i i think to myself well okay so i've kind of just i don't know i I not given up on my body but i'm not i'm not uh going to do the same sort of things in my football days that i was gonna do you know yesterday kind of thing i i don't know i i feel i feel i feel this tension between what i used to be and an acceptance of the fact i'm getting older and my metabolism and body isn't going to operate the same way that it used to dude that is the biggest lie that people tell themselves there are people who are 75 years old who are in better shape than people who are 25 years old why can't you run like what was your mile time in high school you can run a mile faster than that uh now like it's because you're telling yourself i'm getting older you're feeding yourself this lie that when you get as you get older you are not capable of doing uh things to a to a greater degree it's an excuse. Oh, I'm getting old. I mean, those things might be true. Like, obviously, like, you being 50, you know, who? how old was Brett Favre when he finally retired? Oh, like 42, something like that. Right. Obviously, someone who's 42 in the NFL, and I know, who was? Jerry Rice was also in his 40s when he retired, right? Tom Brady's getting up there. So, obviously, you cannot perform to the same capability as, as – when you are 20 years younger, but you can still perform with the same intensity. Like you can still be voracious, you know, here's the thing though. And, and this is kind of, um, actually like what you just said, kind of sparked the, the internal process that I have, right. Is that the goal of all of us, right. Is to reach that mountaintop. We all want to aspire to the peak of our possible, aspirations and be able to achieve that bro i did that when i was 25 years old and i fell down the mountaintop and now i look at a place where i'm looking back up at various different mountaintops some of which have possibilities others that don't like oh my god that was a climb that took me my entire childhood and early adulthood adolescence into actual adulthood i mean i it took it took decades to be able to to reach the peak i squandered it i failed i wasn't able to maintain that and i found myself back at the bottom of the the mountain that's like oh man the amount of time and energy that took it just it's it's depressing just to think about i I don't know. I mean, as as somebody who literally could have had anything that he... Like, we wouldn't have this podcast right now if I didn't fail in life. Like, 
that that's the straight up truth. <laughs> like I, right. you know, I had I had a couple of podcasts with the church and stuff like that, and and now I find myself trying to rebuild. I don't know what the future is going to hold, and when I encounter these obstacles, I, hell if I know um, what's going to come of it, whether or not it's going to be successful. I want I want to be optimistic, but at the same time, I in that journey back up the mountain. I've had plenty of mudslides. I've had <laughs> plenty of avalanches that have brought me right back down to where I started. And I think to myself, man, what what does that all mean? I don't know. Bro, think of Jamie Lannister. Think of his character in the beginning of the yeah. series, and then think of his character in the middle, and then again at the end. Yeah, re- redemption is possible, but at what cost, right? I, I still want to be able to, like... Well, you still have your hand, so... You're already ahead. He gets his hand cut off. Sorry. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it by now, well, get on the train. Yeah. It's all right. There, there are so many things that happen in that series that knowing – if I tell you right now, Jamie Lannister gets his hand cut off, trust me, that is nothing compared to what the series <laughs> has to offer. So just stop your bitching right now if you've never seen it or you plan on seeing it or whatever. It's all good. Yeah. I I, I will say, yeah, it, it it is a it is a constant journey and I feel like um the ability to just reflect and uh try and talk about some of the stuff is helpful, right? You know, we we all we all deal with those really difficult moments and the questions about our purpose and our calling and you know the direction in life that we're headed. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we fuck up, and it's okay. So I don't know. I I'm I'm at peace with the fact that there are people around me who love me and care for me and are able to hold me up when I fall. And at the same time, there's that longing and desire to be able to get back to the place where I used to be. And I think a lot of us really can relate to that in one form or another. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. One day at a time. <laughs> Just one day at a time. Ain't that the truth. 